What up? Episode 57, We Made It Podcast is here, y'all. I know. Nobody wanted this. I didn't want it. But we're doing it. Once again, World Cup recap without my dog with me. Bam. But don't worry. It's still the best podcast ever. This is not a, a recap show. I promise you. This is not a recap show. But just know we does this. And no one does it better. Alright y'all, been pretty crazy last couple days here in the World Cup. Let's get right to it. Um, I waste no time. I don't do the cool little intros like Bam does. I just jump into it. Japan. I said it before. I'll say it again. Maybe I didn't say it on the the air. But I'm going to say it here. And I'm going to take it over from the WhatsApp messages. Japan is the poor man Spain. Japan had an amazing match with Senegal. It was truly a, a clash of styles. Um, Senegal showing speed, power, and pace. Um, and Japan showing more their technical, their speed also, but a lot more technical skill. Um, great passing. No no EPO long balls. Japan is the poor man Spain. They, they, they play well-disciplined. Um, great passing and movement, creating spaces with their passes and, and great runs. It was beautiful to watch. Um, Two-two match. Niang had a had a a great game. Um, basically, really bullying that that front line, playing like a honestly playing like a true nine. And it was great to see him body up the the this get the Japan's defenders. And really give them a lot, a lot of trouble. And um, it was an ma- amazing match, honestly. I think that Senegal um, has a lot to prove. Um, they have a lot of skill, but it seems like they're just missing certain pieces to bring everything as a cohesive unit. I think they have good attacking players, and I think they have good defensive players. Now, they have, um, you know, of course, with Koulibaly back there and Sadio Mane and Balde and Young, they have a lot of talent going forward. And... Like a pretty solid back line, but I think their midfield is is real really the issue. It seemed like Japan had a good time cutting right through that that midfield easily and getting to the back line and and and, and exposing some holes. And yeah, they ha- I think they have Gedish. I, I might be no no. I think they have uh, Gaye. I can't pronounce his name. This is terrible. But I'm not too sure that that's necessarily what they need. I think they need a, a midfielder that can create the offense to distribute the ball to the guys up top. And if that were if that's coming soon, I'm, this might not be the year for them. But in the next couple of years, if they can, if a player comes up with that kind of skill set, I think they could be really, really dangerous, especially for Afcon um, when that comes up and to prove themselves and maybe have a better tournament this year. Japan, um, Japan can give anybody problems any given day. The only thing is that a team like Spain, one of the top elite teams, I think obviously can put them away pretty easily. But Japan can give anybody problems. You catch, you sleep on them, and they they will expose you. They will expose your defensive mistakes. And not to have a very, the veteran solid back line, but today you know Kagawa wasn't able to to score, but Honda was able to come off the bench and score. Um, tie up the game for them. Good for Japan. Good for Senegal. A tie is 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 a great scenario. And to to look at this group and imagine Japan being at the top is pretty remarkable if you think about it, honestly. Um, next match though was was a barn burner. Um, 
Colombia 3-0 versus the Poland. Uh, Lewandowski, who? I don't know who this guy is. I just, it's, he's not doing his corny celebration that everybody hates. Um, Colombia looks so good. Quintero, Quintero balling. Even James balling. Cuadrado putting in work. Squared making beautiful runs. Oh, and, and an amazing finish at the end of the game. What a match. But you got to think about this. Yeah, you know what? It's not really that fair. But just if we're going to keep it real, Colombia put 3-0 on Poland. Is sitting in third place. And Japan beat Poland. I mean, beat Colombia. That's wild. Granted, it was a red card, but that was their own fault. It wasn't no fake, nothing fake about it. It wasn't because VAR is trash. And by the way, this episode should be called VAR is trash. VAR is literally basura. We're going to get into that as well. But VAR is just ruining this sport that is so beautiful. Um, BR, VAR is worse than, than intentional fouls. Uh, uh, in NBA, like those intentional, the Hackershack, VR is worse than Hackershack, just keep it real, but Colombia looked really good, the next game for Colombia is massive, you know, it was great to see El Tigre score, last World Cup, I was extremely sad to, to when he finally tore his ACL, he battled to try to come back, but it looked like even if he did, it wasn't ready yet, he had his time in Manchester, which they don't play his style, but Chelsea, they weren't ready for that, and you know, he wasn't ready, it was just a bad combo for both teams, but him go to Monaco, have an incredible year last year, say people talking about how Monaco is a feeder, uh, champ, uh, French league is a feeder league, a farm league, that farm league put a whooping on Man City, the Premier League champs, and, and Falcon put, put that lob over Ho Hart, never forget that in your life, Ho Hart, rest in peace, <laughs> but yeah, amazing match, 3-0, Lewandowski non-factor, I think is I can't pronounce his name. Is it Krasiak? Krasiak? I don't know. What what's the Poland's ten? I don't know why he's the ten. He's like a CDM at like Wigan or something. I don't know what you're doing. Poland's not about this life. Lord knows how they're top ten in the world ranking. That that's a joke. But you know FIFA, they, they don't know what they're doing. Next match, which I just want to get into because this was a wild wild match to watch. Porto versus Portugal. Porto Portugal versus Iran. You know, if I'm pronouncing things wrong, I just want to say it's the first time I actually wrote notes on a piece of paper, and I understand why Bam's handwriting is such a problem. I can't even read my own, and I don't know what I'm saying right now. But Portugal played Iran. Um, what a match. Just, this is a debut for Ronaldo's uh, uh, chin chin, uh, chin fluff, or whatever that was, a goatee. It was really weird. i never seen Ronaldo face hair in my life, so it made me uncomfortable. Looked like it and made his game uncomfortable because it just wasn't going in in the in the box or the goal for him. Um, Iran played really really good. Honestly, so many times uh, going forward attacking Portugal, Iran looked really good, exposing Guerrero again for a second game. Guerrero, who you know, Adorman kind of moved away from the fullback role and played a lot more midfield. And I think he's great. Plays great in midfield. And sometimes I feel like when you've been playing out of that position for a while, it's hard to come back and transition and, and accept that role for what it is, especially going back defensively. And he was looking all like Marcelo going back, getting 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 beat back there by people I've never heard of in my life on, on, on Iran's team. So Iran looked really good going forward. Solid team, great movement. They're pretty big too, big physical team with speed. And um, 
given Portugal a lot of problems, but to be honest with you, Portugal is defense is really bad. Just you just I don't know you how are you supposed to Pepe, Pepe like come on though like Pepe is he was amazing a year and a half ago Real Madrid, but that's not the same dude. Funch, whoever uh, they have back there, I don't want to talk about him. He doesn't deserve being talked about. He's a terrible defender. Um, you know, they, they started the homie Cedric today. And uh, I like Cedric a lot. You know, he's a good player. I think he's still, I think he's an inter. Or, no, maybe at Southampton. I, I can't keep up. But, you know, he's pretty good. But it's just that defense is just not good. And, and, and the only reason, honestly, Real, I mean, Portugal does good is just they have a lot of good attacking players, and they they can really hit you and, and outscore you. But if it comes to a, to a battle of defense, it's it's dangerous. And Iran was almost so many times, even in when they scored the the equalizer. Let me get to actually the first goal. Quaresma did a classic Quaresma goal uh, outside the boot shot coming from the right into the middle. Um, it looked I saw that coming a thousand thousand miles away, and and. It was it was gorgeous. Uh, Bam hates that shot because Bam is just a hater on everything that's new. He he likes boring Uruguayan uh, uh, grind out soccer style instead of these beautiful Trivela shots that uh, my boy Quaresma scored. The the King of Gypsies um, dropped an amazing goal. That's great. What's crazy about it is Quaresma's I think thirty four years old or thirty three years old, and that's his first World Cup goal. I mean, we're talking about somebody who. With Ronaldo was was a highly valued youth talent coming out of Port uh, Sporting Lisbon, and this is his first World Cup goal. It's pretty mind boggling, but good to see he's made made a comeback and you know he's really revived his career and hope it finishes out strong. But you know this game Ronaldo, it looked like they were having a lot of difficulty connecting from the midfield up to the top to Ronaldo, and and I'm gonna keep it real. I think the majority of the problem this game had to do with Andre Silva. Um, Andre Silva is just not in form. It's not going. He's sealing shots. Physically, he looks great. The guy's great size. Bill, he looks strong, but it's just not happening for him. And it's indicative of his year, not having a good year. And it looked like they were having a hard time. You know, Bernard, uh, Bernardo is, is so far right. And he's, that's where he likes to be. And he creates from there. But it, the connection in between him, I think, needs to be closer to Ronaldo. Because if you put them together within within distance to create together, I think they can make a lot happen. He's very crafty. And Ronaldo can do work with somebody that's very crafty. Such as like a Isco. And that's not happening right now. And I think they need to do a formation change moving into into the next round. That needs to be an emphasis because... It, it's now it's gonna it's starting to get real, son. You're not gonna get your games against Iran. It's about to get real out here. So treat it as such. Um, Ronaldo uh, got that penalty blocked by a goalie who apparently was homeless. Blah blah blah. Sleeping in front of the things. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just not really into the, the crazy top stories. Yay, sleeping in front of the door of the team and nobody knew him. Salasano dude who's uh, weird was talking about that. That's what's up. Um, t- if you guys talking about Salasano on Twitter was talking about how this player was living this life or whatever. But whatever. He's going home to whatever he's doing. Um, but that was an amazing save on Ronaldo. The only thing is, uh, I mean, it looked like he stared at Ronaldo the whole way. Ronaldo didn't really, you know, telegraph it or try to play the goalie out he just you know looked like he was reading him the whole way and it's so funny because when the goalie goalie saved the ball he was holding that ball kind of like eyes closed like this might be a dream so i'm just gonna i'm gonna hold this ball tight <laughs> but it was a 
It was a great save. That wasn't a miss. That was an amazing save by um, Iran's goalie. And, um, you know, they got that goal. Um, they got that goal later on. But what's really crazy is that um, that penalty for that goal was just the the quintessential reason why VAR is complete, utter muck. It's garbage. It's trash. That angle is so hard for a video review. You know what I like at least about football? In football, in the NFL, sorry, in American football, they use the challenge system. And when they do the challenge system, it has to be inconclusive evidence to overrule the call in the field. Which means that if, if, the call, if there's no call on this field, the video evidence has to be obvious and, 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 and basically undeniable proof that some that the foul was c- committed and it was not called. It was really hard to see if Ronaldo really got intentional contact on the defender and, and connected with him. And it's hard to, and to make that call... Once again, it's like the fourth or fifth, maybe tenth call that's been really, really dicey to call. And it just, it, it that VAR sways everything. Now, if, if Ronaldo straight up, you know, cocked back, elbowed this dude in the face, do red card Ronaldo, give him the penalty, they earned it. But it just looked like players just playing in emotion. You know, if you've played sports, you know how it gets down. People complain about this, saying vouching for the VR. Never don't play sports. They don't know how it is out there. It's a physical game. If I'm going to get somebody, I'm not. I don't have necessarily the intention to elbow him in the face. But if I'm going towards something, I'm gonna have extra aggression because I don't want to get someone to out beat me out in aggression. I don't want to get beat in. So in terms of, and it's it's like a hunter mentality, an instinct. You're trying to attack. You're trying to to react and win and, and win out and battle. It's a battle and a little bit of elbow and pushing. You know, any player, defender, a defender will tell you how many times they probably elbowed and, and pushed and grabbed shirts. And defender tell me times, an attacker will tell you how many times he's, he's elbowed and pushed people off. It's a game. It's how it goes. And to use VR to flip that call, it just, it's stupid. It sucked. Um, but, you know, number 10, who I can't pronounce, also I ran, scored a great goal. Um, clean, clean penalty on, on, on the home, homie, Hui Patricio, um, who, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what really Fernando Santos is doing for Portugal in terms of subbing and what's going forward. I thought that it was great that he started off Quaresma, but I would have loved to see him implement Gelson Martins because just like Brazil does, I like when substitutions are for quicker, um, um, good feet, good with footwork attackers going forward because as a defender nothing's more frustrating than when you've been defending for 65 minutes and some dude comes in with fresh legs and their fast legs just like Coleman would do he'd come in the game a Patrick Homan um will come in the game and just score goals at will um because you know player the defenders are tired and it's just like that Juve scored goal he scored on Juve he's just no one's here to defend that anymore um that was a great match uh set Iran, sad to see you go. Just wasn't your time, son. You weren't in my bracket, so I ain't pick you anyways. Portugal advances. Uh, apparently, Morocco and Spain had a good game, but for FIFA, for some reason, wanted to do games at the same time, so I didn't get to watch the Morocco-Spain game, which apparently was amazing, too. Morocco was balling out. Now, shout-out to the homie East Coast score today. 2-2. Spain comes out of that group as well, 
and Spain and Portugal are advanced. And that's going to be good to see for the bra- the brackets that are coming up for the round of 16, a.k.a. the Sweet 16. Um, I don't know why I'm doing these recaps so damn fast, but it might be because I feel a little weird and nervous. I don't know why, but let's keep doing this. Um, I'm already, I guess, um, previewing Nigeria, Argentina, and I don't even know how long this recording is, but whatever. Bands is probably going to be triple the extent of this, but whatever. I does this. Nigeria, Argentina. Here we go again. Nigeria is going to battle uh, uh, Argentina and last friendly, which people think friendlies don't matter, whatever. The players try. They lost against Nigeria in a friendly. Um, Ahmed Musa also scored in that game. Ahmed Musa scored a brace in the last game. I think Ahmed Musa is going to score in this game too. The first game mistake, they brought him off the bench. Start that dude. He's unstoppable going forward. It's too much speed. Um, especially if you're out here, if you have the nerve to start Mascherano in a game, you're going to get killed off. You don't deserve to win the game. Mascherano is so done and they're starting him. Um, I saw some of some Paulie's pre, uh, these, some of the comments he's making saying, we're going to see a, 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 a Messi with the plenty of touches and creating and doing everything. Let me get this straight dog. For the first two games, what were you doing? Not giving Messi the ball, and now you're gonna give him the ball? Like what? Like I don't get it. Like, like, and it, you know what's funny? As much as I think Nigeria is gonna win, Argentina's probably gonna win because that's just how the football gods work. And then they win. The whole media gonna flip and be like, the resurgence of Messi. He's back with fire. And Messi, as soon as his character gets judged, he starts putting out. Uh, quotes talking about um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quit the I'm not gonna give up retire until I win the World Cup. Shut up Messi Shut the fuck up You don't get to say that okay you quit on your team you gave up don't give me shit about the AFA sucking Everybody has shitty or there's all the conferences are corrupt. All the confederations are corrupt. All everything's corrupt. Everybody's something. Ronaldo been starting years on the poopest teams of all time. And you have the nerve and people are nerve to cape for you. Like I said last time about you having bad talent around you. You have plenty of talent around you. You don't know how to figure it out and you quit. You quit on everybody. You quit on the country. I don't care if it's... You want to talk about too much pressure? Don't, it's not even too much pressure. Look at Neymar. Neymar got a ridiculous amount of pressure on him. Ridiculous. Did he quit? I don't think so. He just faked injuries. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just messing. I don't, I don't want to get my citizenship taken away before uh, Bolsonaro takes over. <clears throat> yeah, so... Argentina, you know, they have, they, they, this is a must win if I ever seen one, but you know, Croatia, Nigeria advancing would be really, really gangster. Can you imagine if, if, uh, Nigeria and Senegal both advance out of groups that I don't even think people really pick them in advance out of, that'd be really cool. Um, but we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a great game tomorrow. Thank goodness it's an 11 a.m. game and not a 5 a.m. Pacific time because that has been destroying me. I can't do it anymore. Please stop the 5 a.m. games. Just, just mercy. Mercy, please. Um, Yeah, so that's all I got for you guys. 
Bam's going to come with all the cool stuff and the stats and random articles he's reading or whatever. And, and then the good thing is, is I'm not with him, so I don't have to sit here and listen to the articles. But y'all, y'all enjoy that. Make sure you guys go to WeMadeItPodcast.com. Um, check out all the episodes. We're going to record, I think, tomorrow or day after. And we're going to have a rea- we'll talk about everything that's going on. More possible matchups. This World Cup is, is, is lit. We're here. Bam pretends like he don't like it, but he's watching it. Um, like I said, appreciate you guys always listening. We made it podcast.com. We made it podcast for any social media outlet pretty much that everybody uses Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, Ubuntu, uh, whatever you guys use, uh, uh, Sure Dog, Reddit, whatever. Hit us up. Love y'all. Stay up. It's your boy C's. I am looking for the stop button. Hey, welcome to episode 57. We made it podcast. We made it podcast.com at we made it podcast, Instagram and Twitter. We made it podcast. We made it podcast.com does have that uh, dollar sign, a uh, little, little button there. So uh, if you feel, you know, a little froggy, go ahead and leap. Uh, this is Bam. Um, most likely you just heard Caesar's uh, breakdown of what's going on in the World Cup, his recaps. Um, yeah, since we're, once again, since we're doing these recaps, we're trying to keep up and do them fairly regularly in these group stages, we're doing them separately so we don't have to, you know, so we can uh, save some fossil fuels, you know, we're doing our part. Um, amazing games the last couple of days, some amazing games coming up soon. Um, hopefully Caesar had y'all entertained. I have not listened to his section yet. I will listen when I start to edit this. This is bam. Uh, I will listen to his when I start to edit and I'm be dying like I was last time, but this is episode 57. We made a podcast, um, mostly probably just going to trash VAR because VAR is some ridiculous. I mean, VAR is heinous. VAR is heinous. And I'm going to break it down a little bit later, but let's get into these uh, games. Uh, I want to say this is yesterday, day before yesterday. Uh, we saw an amazing game. Poland versus Colombia. Now, off top, uh, FIFA, <laughs> I mean, anybody who listens to this podcast, you should already know that FIFA rankings are ridiculous. Um, the only time people care about FIFA rankings is when it's like their national team. They're like, oh, look where we're ranked. But then like, if, if they like the ranking. Um, but other than that, I don't know what they use to do FIFA rankings. I remember when Chile had come off of winning two Copa Americas, even though uh, Cincinnati didn't really count, and and they still had Argentina, and, and they beat Argentina in both finals, and <laughs> FIFA rankings still had Argentina ahead of Chile. I, I, I was like, what's going on here? But anyway, uh, I, I, I say that to say that coming into this World Cup, uh, Poland was ranked number eight in the world, and Colombia was ranked number 16. I mean, this is ridiculous. Poland literally has one player that somebody can name. And then like, maybe they have one other player. I can name two just because of Gregor's Krakowiak. And literally like, I pretty much mostly know him because he went to PSG and he was a massive flop and only made Ligon look stronger. But Poland has nobody and they have uh, one of the most, probably the most overrated uh, center forward in the world, uh, Lewandowski. You heard it here first. 
I've been saying the dude's overrated for so long, and now people are starting to catch up. But they're just saying that because of his World Cup uh, outings. But I'm like, no, the dude's overrated. If you watch him play with Bayern, all he does is score some. Like he he's he's not special. He he just plays for Bayern. But anyway, um, oh, before I get into that game, I just want to mention really quick that um, uh, FIFA has fined um, some Switzerland players, uh, Granit Xhaka and Jordan uh, Shakiri, fined them about ten thousand uh, dollars for unsporting behavior in their game against Serbia. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk uh, coming into this World Cup about Russia being fit to host a World Cup and it's so racist and blah blah blah. It seems like so far all the racism is most of the racism has been in this game between Serbia and Switzerland um because of the his, uh, there there are some Albanian there's some players of Albanian descent on um Switzerland and obviously uh you know there was a the war in the Balkans and Serbia and you know there, there used to be one big cut you know, people can you know you can look up the history but um after um Shakiri scored. I guess he was making the uh, some gestures to look like the Albanian flag with his hands, which is a dope flag. Um, and you know, it, it was a pretty tense game. And um, I think Serbia, the Serbian FA, was uh, fined fifty four thousand dollars because of things that the fans were doing and stuff like that. Um, that that's been the most uh, racist game so far. Is <laughs> Serbia versus Switzerland? Little did you know, huh? You thought you were going to hear some monkey chants already. We haven't heard them yet, but we did see some politically charged uh, actions at the Serbia versus Switzerland game where obviously it wasn't Albania. I, I, I remember, was it was during qualifiers, like early in qualifiers? I, I want to say it was in qualifiers. I think they were playing in Albania. I forgot which team. I forget which team it was. Um but somebody like flew a drone into the stadium with like an Albanian flag. It, it was, or some kind of flag. It was wild. Um, and then like, it, it got crazy. I, I should look that up. But anyway, um, yeah, that's been the most turned up <laughs> game uh, pol- politically and, and, and racially charged. And, uh, <laughs> I won't get into Wells Fargo. Anyway, um, Poland versus Columbia. Let's start this off really quick. Um, Hmm, what I got here? Oh, in the seventh minute, uh, Robert Lewandowski stomped on Yeri Mina's hand. Uh, there was no consequence, and they did not go to VAR for that. More evidence that VAR is trash. Um, he didn't, like, stomp on it, but he stepped on it. And honestly, like, when I, when I looked back at it, I was like, yo, he, he, he did it on purpose. He, he did it on purpose. Um, I did note before the game that uh, Yeri Mina is starting. Uh, in the 23rd minute, I did note that Yeri Mina, who plays for Barcelona now, uh, is very slow. Uh, later on, though, I did write. Where did I write that? I was. I, I did write that Yeri Mina is like a good center back for the World Cup, though. Like he's at Barcelona, and, and honestly, it's not going to work out for him there. Like, there's no way it's going to work out for him there. Um, he's not like super athletic, and he, he he's just you know he doesn't have great body movement athleticism. He's just kind of a big body. Um, but in the World Cup, where you need a big body and just somebody that can kind of bang around there in the in the box, um, I did note after that, that was in twenty third minute. I, he was like running after a ball, and I was like, "Damn, he is so slow." Um, I also noted after that that Falcao was looking sluggish in the beginning. Um, in thirty seventh minute, I noted that Cuadrado is uh, is running more than everybody, and he's so good. 
Um, in the 40th minute, Yuri Mina got his goal. It was off a short corner. Uh, it was chipped in by uh, Hummus Rodriguez. Um, oh, and before that corner, Falcao probably heard me, saw me write down that he looked sluggish. He, like, weaved through, like, three dudes <laughs> on Poland. Um, and then they end up getting a corner. They took the short corner. Falcao, uh, no, Falcao. Uh, Hamas Rodriguez chipped it in. Yuri Mina got over everybody and, and scored. It was a nice header. Um, him and Davinson Sanchez were, like, both there to uh, head it in, basically. Um at halftime, I noted that uh, Colombia is looking better and uh, they have like way better athletes and they have way better skill than Poland. But somehow Poland's ranked eight in the world. Um, so it was 1-0 going into halftime. And, you know, at that point, you're kind of like, you know, Poland could end up pulling something off. Um, although they although they did give the number 10 to Krakowiak, which I think I think they should be fined for that, honestly, like. When you're giving the number ten jersey to Krakowiak, that's like some kind of like uh like shouldn't that be some kind of like false false advertisement there? <laughs> like, like he's not a ten. But anyway, um fifty second minute, I I put that uh Quadrado had made two major long runs and <laughs> he's gotta be tired. Um in sixty fifth minute I put that uh Yeri Mina is thugging Lewandowski out. Like literally like Lewandowski is so absent in this game. And he got thugged out by Yeri Mina. Um, and, and Cuadrado was doing a lot of defensive work. Um, like when you saw him, like he was getting up there on the right and he was getting back there too, like to defend. Um, it, you know, you know, I, I'll say this for, for his goal. Um, in the 70th minute, uh, Falcao got that beautiful goal. Um, he got, uh, what's the name? Through ball from Quintero who plays for River Plate. Great shot by Falcao, like, uh, outside of the boot. You know, he he, he he earned that goal. He had, like, a workman's type of game. Um, if Falcao is just, you know, he's amazing. Like, he's one of those dudes that's just, like, you know, he's not very big. He's not super fast, but he's super smart. He knows exactly what to do. Um, and he works hard. Like, he works hard for the team. You see them. You see him doing that also at uh, Monaco. And, and to be fair, um, when he was at Man U, I was watching him. He wasn't bad. Honestly, if you go back and look at those Man U games, he only played a, you know, a handful of games when he was at Man U. I remember watching him and I'm like, yo, like he's not bad. He just like not getting goals. And he's just like, he needs to be out there more to like really get it going. He wasn't scoring, but like you saw him, he was controlling the ball really well. The narrative was that he had a bad a bad time in EPL, but if you watch the games, it's a little bit different. Obviously, his stat line wasn't great, but Falcao does his thing. Um, but yeah, that was a great goal. Um, outside of the boot, kind of not necessarily like an outside of the boot curler, like uh, like uh, what's his name, Quaresma. Um, but it was it was a great goal. Um, in the seventy fifth minute, Cuadrado got his goal. Um, Amazing pass by Hamas Rodriguez, um, like across the field. Uh, Cuadrado was just, you know, man, like the dude, the dude should start running the 200 meters. Like after he retires, like, dude, just go run the 200 meters for Columbia's track team. Um, he, 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 he had made that run like three or like, I want to say like three or four times already in that half in the second half. Um, this time Hamas found him, picked him out. Um, 
I I have seen you know people make that pass. Where I remember Cavani made a pass like that with his left foot to uh, Di Maria last season. But you know it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, great pass, great great goal by Cuadrado too. Like he didn't have to score that goal. Um, you could tell he was he 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 earned the hell out of that goal. The thing about Cuadrado is, I mean, we've said that many we've said this many times on this podcast. My 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 boy Big Caesar, who's not with me right now, but he's with me in spirit. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I feel like I know what it is. The media, people in the media just follow the leader. If somebody says something, then people just start repeating it. I've heard so many times people talk about Dybala being, I, I mean, I've literally heard people say Dybala is the most talented player in Syria. Or at the very least, the most talented player on uh, Juventus. I, I'm just like, what? What are you watching? Like, what? What games are you watching? Like, Cuadrado is by far like he's so much better than DiBala at everything, and he's the guy. Like, that's the guy you want to build around. He runs up and down the field. He doesn't complain. He fights hard. He doesn't get tired. He can shoot with both feet. Uh, he, he can play everywhere on the right or the left as a midfielder, as a forward. And you could probably, and you could definitely put him as a left back or a right back too. He'll do it. A uh, super humble guy. And they're talking about Dybala. Like you're talking about Dybala. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. He scored some nice goals, but he's not, he can't do what uh Cuadrado does. Obviously. Um, Anyway, uh, rest of the game, it's 3-0 at this point. Uh, you, you know, uh, Dagona, uh, Poland ain't coming back. Uh, in the 80th minute, they put Camille Glick on, Poland did. Good move, you know, you're trying to get a goal, get a header. Um, he, he's got a good nose for goal, Monaco player. 81st minute, uh, David Ospina got hurt, uh, but he, he wanted to sub out, but Colombia was out of subs. So I was a little bit, you know, scared for Colombia for that. But, like, what do you, I thought maybe they would just... Uh, put him out and just put uh, Yerry Mina in the goal. I was like, you know, if you, if you got to sub him out, just put Yerry Mina in the goal. Cause he's huge. He probably can't like get up and down, but whatever. Um, in 88th minute, he did have a great save, uh, David Ospina. Um, at the in game ended three zero. I think that, Com- uh, that's the best game by any Comden bowl team so far. Um, Columbia, I think they were fourth in qualifiers. um, uh, and 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 the World Cup, I want to say it was Brazil, Uruguay. Dang, who was who was who was third? Oh, it might have been Colombia was third, and the Argentina was fourth, and the Peru was fifth. Yeah, that's right. Um, Colombia was like decent in in qualifiers, but um, that that was like their game where they you know they're they're waking up. Um, yeah, and at the end I put that up. <laughs> Yerry Mina is a good good center back for the World Cup. Um, the, watching that game, <laughs> like watching that game, made you want to see. Colombia play Brazil, honestly, because when Colombia is looking like that, when Hamas is like getting all his touches right, not giving the ball away a lot, when Falcao's up there working, when Cuadrado's working, when Quintero's doing his thing, um, who's the other guy over there? Uh, there was number four, I forgot his name. Um, he was he was playing really well too. That Colombia looks scary. That Colombia definitely looks scary. Um, so yeah, Poland, you're out of here. I don't know. They'll probably still be ranked like 15 in the world after the World Cup, even though they like went out in the group stages. But we know what's going on with FIFA. Um, other game I watched. 
I watched the second half of Japan Senegal at Caesar's request. Uh, he, he he said I should watch the game. I wasn't trying to watch the whole thing to be honest with you because I already knew what happened. But um, that was a good game. I'm not going to go through the whole entire game like that. But I do want to note that Japan um, Japan's balling. Japan is like really doing their thing, and like whoever they're like I, I don't know who their coach is, but their coaches figured some things out from like the last. Well, I feel like their coach looked at their last World Cup and was like, "Here's the things we need to fix." I remember when uh, Japan played Ivory Coast last World Cup; it, it looked like boys against men. Like Ivory Coast is just pushing them around. Um, I don't remember the score or anything, but this Japan is like really is looking really good. Um, I want to say about Senegal. Here, here, here's a couple of things I had to just to note really quick about Senegal. Um, what the heck does that say? Okay, I, I, I do. Feel, I think one of the commentators mentioned this about uh, Sadio Mane. He had a long season, um, and he might be a little bit fatigued. But when you watch Senegal, Senegal has no midfield, like literally no midfield, aside from the fact that you can't name a player in their midfield. Um, there's no commanding force in the midfield. You gotta have, you gotta have a midfielder, dude. Like you gotta have somebody in the midfield who can pull the strings, who's like the guy that can get the ball and, and, and like really pick out passes. There's no commanding force in Senegal's midfield. I wish that Mane would play as a midfielder. Honestly, if Mane was playing, like you can't put him as a regista really, but like, if he was just really dropping back in that midfield, kind of like a 10 and really picking up, kind of like what Messi does. Like if he was doing that, like they would be a lot better off because they got Nyong up top. Um, they uh, Balde hasn't played, but they still have Balde. And, and if they could put Balde in and have um, almost like a 4-4-2, uh, but it, I would love to see Mane playing a deeper role, like not on the left, like a central role kind of how Messi does and that I think would make Senegal a lot better I don't know what's the rankings in their group I feel like they're fine to go through honestly I can't remember well no because I guess Poland is in their group too they beat Poland um I don't really know what's going on with that group as of right now I feel like I guess like on the last day they'll figure it out but I would love to see Mane playing like a Messi type of role obviously Messi is a midfielder um, and not playing on the left over there, kind of isolating himself uh, because Senegal's midfield is very weak. And if they go out, it'll be because of that. Um, but yeah, that game ended 2-2. It was a good game. Um, what's his name? Uh, Japan scored their second goal with a huge mistake by uh, Senegal's goalie. He he came to deal with the cross. He missed it and he just left. Oh, he left the goal open. But um, I meant to watch like the... Um, recap thing on like FIFA tonight, whatever. Um, I think on Japan's last goal, I think that their number nine, who was the dude from Leicester, if I'm not mistaken, Osaki or whatever. I think he was off sides. I, I should go back and look at that. But on that second goal, I feel like he was off sides. At the very least, it was questionable. Um, because he, he, I feel like he impeded the goalie. So it would be called offside. Like the ball's going in that direction. Um, VAR wasn't used. Um, maybe he wasn't offsides, but like, uh, I feel like it was questionable. You know, honestly, like 
I don't believe in VAR, but if you're going to have it, you got to use it. And, 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 and that's like the kind of the issue with me for VAR. Like you can't be just using it. I'm like going to go off, but I'm, I'm trying to save it. Um, with VAR, like the NFL introduced instant replay at some point, national football league, American football from, for the international audience. Um, and at this point, like, there's, it kind of ruin it, it, it makes the game a lot slower, obviously, but at the very least, they just review all scoring plays. Like we're just going to review any touchdown. How about that? With, with VAR, let's just review every goal. We, it ain't going to, it's not going to take very long. It's not like five goals in most games. Just review the goals. I want to go back and look at that. I feel like that number nine was offsides. If he wasn't offsides, it is at least questionable. Um, but nobody said anything. Anyway, um, let's get into some more games here. We made a podcast. We made a podcast.com. At We made a podcast on Twitter. At We made a podcast on Instagram. We made a podcast on Facebook. Um, Uruguay beat the dog shit out of Russia. Uh, the game ended 3 0. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit. Nobody really cares too much about this game. Uh, they're both going through, but um, Suarez scored a goal on a, on a little cool free kick situation. I don't know what the Russian play, Russia players were doing on that free kick. That was weird. Uh, Russia was basically playing long ball United. I don't. I guess they were saying that before that they weren't playing long ball United, but this game they decided to play long ball United. Um, and in the 23rd minute, uh, like Zalt, who was a baller, and I think that um. Uruguay needs to keep starting him. He got a goal. Well, well he 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 should have got the goal. It deflected off a of Cherishev and they made it into an own goal, which is whack. That would have been his first international goal. Uh, Thirty-six minute. Um, Smolnik of something uh, on Russia got a red card. Uh, he was trying to keep up with Lexalt, with Lexalt and it did not happen. Lexalt got them a Spreewell brace, major hang time. Um, they took Cherishev off in the 38th minute, which I think was smart because um, they're already going to go through for <laughs> Mario Fernandez. Yes, Russian player Mario Fernandez. Um, he's a Brazilian dude. He became a Russian citizen like two weeks ago. Uh, 90th minute, my boy Cavani got a go off a rebound off of a corner headed down by Godin. Cavani cleaned it up. Um, Uruguay, three clean sheets. Um, they beat. Saudi Arabia 1-0, Egypt 1-0, and Russia 3-0, three clean sheets. And at the end of that game, you could tell they were really trying to keep the clean sheet. Um, I think that's important for them. Uh, they'll be going through. They will be playing this team. Uh, Iran played Portugal. Qua- the, 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 the gypsy fighter, uh, Quaresma, uh, tattooed menace, the Darth Maul of Portugal, Quaresma started. Uh, in the ninth minute, this this game was turned up. Uh, let, let me let me take my time with this. This game was very very turned up. I can tell because of my notes. Um, and I'm gonna get into VAR a little bit on this one. <coughs> Excuse me. In the ninth minute, uh, Iran's goalie and defender uh, were yelling at each other after a collision, and I was like, "Yo, that's good. This game's turned up." Um, the first half, the game was turned up back and forth. Uh, Iran was like not there to play around. 45th minute, Quaresma got his goal outside of the boot, Golasso. Like, honestly, when he cut it in, you knew what he was about to do. And, like, nobody can, nobody shoots outside of the boot like Quaresma, and nobody passes outside of the boot like uh, Modric. Um, but that was a great goal. 
it was a nice little back heel by uh, what's his name Cedric, who got it to Quaresma. Quaresma, you know, he shaved the skin off that damn ball with the outside of that right foot. Bashkitash legend, and I, and I think he's also thirty four years old out there balling out of control. Fiftieth minute, there's a penalty on Ronaldo. Um, definitely a penalty. I feel like they went to VAR for that, which I was like, why? Um, but uh, definitely a penalty. 53rd minute, uh, that penalty was saved by Iran's goalie. If anybody tells you that was a miss, who? why do people call goalie saves on a penalty a miss? Nobody hates goalies more than me, and I'm still giving the goalie credit, but they be calling it a miss. It was saved by uh, Iran's goalie, who has like a crazy story. I, they were talking, I guess he was like homeless for a while, and he was like trying to be a striker, and it wasn't working out for him, and he was like working at a car wash. Um, I, I encourage anybody to watch, uh, you know, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. He had a great episode of uh, his show, his CNN show. What's it called? Parts Unknown in Iran. Um, 54th minute, number 20 on Iran, got a yellow card. Uh, 64th minute, Quaresma got a yellow card. Um, and, uh, and then he got subbed off at some point. Um, 74th minute. Should have been a penalty for Iran on uh, William Carvalho. He ran into the back of the Iran player in the box. That should have been a penalty. And they did not go to VAR for that. I couldn't believe it. What is the use of VAR? I'm going to get into VAR at the after the end of this game. But what is the use of VAR? He ran into the dude in the box. If the dude had the ball, it would have been a penalty. So if he doesn't have the ball and he runs into him and knocks him over, that's a penalty. At the very least, if it's not a penalty, it's questionable. Don't you have to look at it? It's in the box. It's video assistant referee. What are they doing in that booth on them TV screens? 15 TV screens in there. What are they watching? Anyway, um, that was 74th minute, no penalty. Okay, uh, 80, what is this, 83rd minute or 87th? Damn, I can't read my handwriting. Um, let's say 83rd. CR, uh, Ronaldo uh, hit <laughs> one of them Iran dudes in the face. Um, he deadass hit him in the face. It was on purpose. Um, he was fresh. Ronaldo, he's, he, 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 he does that. You know, he's not like some dude that he's, he can get fiery. He's African. Um, they were saying that it should have been a red card because I guess like any contact, like any meaningful contact with the face of an opponent is a red card. But for whatever reason, he got a yellow card. Um, and they did the whole VAR review. I, who knows if you're telling me the rules say that if you hit somebody in the face on purpose, that it's a red card, then how on earth did that was that a yellow card? Cause he hit him in the face. I mean, he didn't, hit him with his fist. It was like kind of like with this, uh, maybe like tricep elbow forearm area, but he did it on purpose. Um, and you got every angle anyway, 92nd minute wildness, another VAR debacle penalty for Iran. It was a handball in the box on Cedric. I think nobody thinks that that was a handball. I, I can't imagine anybody thinks that's a real handball. Um, Cedric was going up. The, the, the ball's crossing to the box. Cedric's going up for the for the ball. I couldn't really tell if it got headed into his arm or if it just kind of ended up landing on his arm. He knew nothing about it. 
Um, his arm wasn't, it was like outstretched uh, horizontally, not even up uh, vertically. But they call it a handball after VAR um, because VAR is trash. I will get into that in two seconds. Trust your boy. 93rd minute, um, the dude from Iran, oh, damn, I wish I remember, remembered his name. He had a cool name. Um, scored a perfect penalty on that. Um, Iran, though, the game ended 1-1. Iran is out of the World Cup, but they fought hard. Um, uh, Portugal's through. Uh, Spain also uh, tied Morocco 2-2. There were some VAR debacles in that, allegedly. I didn't watch that game. Um, but I, well, I watched, I seen, I saw a little bit of the game, um, but I didn't see like what happened with VAR and stuff, but, um, Morocco was playing really well in that game. They, they were balling out both, both those teams, uh, you know, they, they, you know, I guess you want to like leave the world cup on a draw or a win and drawing against, you know, Spain, which is like legendary, uh, European team in Portugal is the European champions. You know, there's, there's something to hold your head high about that. Now let's get into VAR. Off top vars trash. Go to We Made It Twitter. Go to at We Made It Podcast on Twitter and see how long we've been saying vars trash. Here's the reason. Uh, var, here's part of the reason. Um, well, not it's trash because they're inconsistent. It's trash because the referees are inconsistent in using it. They didn't figure out the exact rules of var before they implemented it, and so it's willy nilly, and it <clears throat> it still leaves so much room for uh, fans and stuff to say, oh, the refs are bought off. Like, it still leaves so much room for that, so th- so it's pointless. Here's my problem, though, with the media, the, the, the soccer media. This whole time, uh, like, since, since they started talking about VAR, and then it got implemented in a couple leagues, all these dudes in the media do is hype up VAR. How? I just did that mirror thing again. <laughs> I looked in the mirror thinking I'm going to see Caesars. My, looking at myself talking, look crazy. Um, In the media, what they do, especially like when they're commentating on games, there's a call. It's questionable. Or it's a bad call by the ref. They say, what do they say? Oh, if there was VAR. If there was VAR, they wouldn't have got away with that. If there was VAR, this would be a penalty. If this is VAR, this would be a foul on a yellow card or a red card. They only say that, though, when it's a questionable or bad call. But all the other calls the ref gets right in the game, which is the majority, you know, 80-something percent of the calls are are correct. They never say, oh, man, see, that's why we don't really need VAR, because look how look at that great call that ref made. They never do that. So there's a false equivalency. There's been a false equivalency when it comes to VAR, because all the people in the media have been propagandizing VAR, acting like, oh, if there was VAR, that wouldn't have happened. That one or two things wouldn't have happened. But all these other 15 things that happened correctly, they don't mention anything. The refs are getting a bad rap. The refs have a hard job. And sometimes they get it wrong and sometimes they get it right. I know people are probably more passionate about the actual game on the field than me, but we can see now especially that Yeah, they say VAR gets it right such and such amount of the time. But VAR isn't being used all the times it needs to be used. Because we've seen plays where, hey, something just happened. We all saw it happen. How come they're not using VAR? It's still the ref's discretion. So 
it still falls under the the, the 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 jurisdiction of did the ref get it right or wrong because the ref gets the, it says whether to use it or not. VAR is trash, and the media, the soccer media, the football media. I don't know about what they're saying on Sky Sports. Honestly, I just watch BN for the most part, and and I'm and I'm so I'm talking to these people, um, and but I'm sure the other people do it too. Like I, who who in their right mind would ever watch ESPN FC? But um, I don't know what they're saying in, you know, in France on Canal or, you know, in whatever channel they watch Syria and Italy. Like, obviously, I'm not watching that or Morocco's league or I don't know, but or, or Bundesliga. I'm not watching it in German, so I don't know what they're saying. But when the when the people, the, com- the game commentators or like the people in the media are go- going back and looking at replays and saying, Oh, VAR would have done this and VAR would have done that, or they couldn't have gotten away with it with VAR. It's a false equivalency. All the other play, once again, all the other plays where the referee gets it right, they're not saying, oh, that's that's why we don't necessarily need VAR. Look at the great job the ref did on that play. Oh, I didn't even see that that was a foul. I couldn't tell. And the ref got it right when you look at the instant replay. They're not saying that ever. They're just saying VAR is perfect, basically. So, and, 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 and VAR is trash because there's plays where they don't even use it where I'm just like, um, if I can see it here, what, in real time even, how come they can't say, hey, hold up one second. <laughs> Let's go look at this because there's something there. I don't know, but there's something there. Um, and they need to just go ahead. If they're going to use VAR, which I hate, which I don't want them to use, I, I, I think they should banish VAR. But if you're going to use it, you got to use it on every scoring play. You got to use it when there's any time there's a, a possibility that could be a penalty, not like somebody getting dragged down the box, like on a corner. I feel like they should just let the ref handle that. But if it's in the run of play and it looks like it could have been a penalty, Use it. And if it's in the run of play and it looks like it could have been a penalty and the dude dove, make sure he gets that yellow card. That VAR, VAR, the only thing like good that VAR could do is like stop diving because then you can go back and really tell. So let's say uh, Ronaldo goes and he dove trying to get the penalty. Okay, hey, it was in the run of play. <laughs> we got to look at it. He gonna be like, oh damn! If he knew he dove, he'd be like, oh no, don't don't look. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's the only thing that it could take out of the game is diving in the box. But if you're not gonna use it for all of the plays that look like a penalty in the run of play, and all of the uh, scoring plays, then you should stop using it. Honestly, um, with the NFL, you know, the NFL got the smartest people. Honestly, like of any league, they got the smartest people, coaches and staff and administrators. They got the smartest people. Um, and the way that they did it, they're just like, okay, look, the, the coach get to challenge some plays. I think they get three challenge flags. If they lose, if they, if they get one of the challenges incorrect, they lose one. In the last two minutes of the game, they review, um, they review the plays automatically um, I, I don't know, like which, like, like I don't think they review like uh, holding calls, but like if it's incomplete pass or something like that, they review it automatically in the last two minutes. Um, and they review all scoring plays. It, it's it's wild, but that's the that's the road you're choosing. If you're gonna start using video assistant referee, you gotta start. You gotta really use it. Um, 
Anyway, that was um, Iran versus Portugal turned up game. Uh, so we do have these two round of 16 games uh, already popping. We got Uruguay versus Portugal coming up soon. Um, I want to say Sunday or Saturday. Um, and Spain will be playing Russia. Two good games, honestly. Uh, you know, you pretty much expect Spain to go through, but um, Russia might give them some trouble. Um, Spain is still starting Diego Costa. <laughs> um, and Uruguay versus Portugal, I can't call it, honestly. Like, that that's a tough one. That's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, I could see that going to penalties, honestly. That's going to be that's gonna be an interesting game. Um, I think in a lot of ways they kind of cancel each other out. Obviously, um, Portugal has, like, the as far as, like, the best player, you know, the Portugal has Ronaldo. He's the best player on the field. But um, Uruguay has some solid players. Um, and what's the name? Portugal's midfield isn't, like, that great, obviously. Um, they're, they're, they're decent, but they're not, like, you know, some. it's not like uh, Croatia midfield. Um, and Uruguay's midfield is, is kind of lackluster. But, like, you know, both the teams kind of make up for the things they're lacking in a, in, a, in a lot of heart and um, desire, I guess you could say. Um even even more uh, exciting than that, though, I want to say tomorrow, Wednesday, or, or is it today? No, no, it's today, Tuesday. Um, Argentina will be playing Nigeria in a couple hours from now. Oh, my goodness. I did call in my bracket that Argentina would not leave the group. Um, we will see if, if, if how lucky Messi is because... Um, I'm gonna keep it real. Nigeria should win this game. They they should win this game. I saw. I watched that Argentina versus Croatia game. I saw nothing. I saw nothing. I didn't see Iceland versus Argentina. I saw Argentina versus Croatia. I saw nothing in that game. And I honestly like Nigeria. Look, dude, you got the most populous country in Africa, 150 million people or so. You got the highest GDP in Africa. Um. You gotta, you, you got, you're putting the whole continent on your back, homies. Nigeria, you're putting the ent- and Nigerian people. If you ever know, like they're super arrogant and think Nigeria is the coolest shit on the world. You're putting the whole continent on your back right now, Nigeria. You got to make it happen, and you got to beat Argentina, um, or tie them. I don't know if they go through with a tie. Uh, do they? Do they? Do they? Maybe not. I don't know if they go through with the tie, but honestly, they should beat them. They should beat them. They're, they're, you know what? I haven't seen Nigeria play this World Cup, so let, let me just fall back and not be Fugazi. But you got the whole continent on your back. Argentina's looking like they got no sauce. Go out there and beat them for Africa. Do it for Africa and for the diaspora, all right? Um, yeah. World Cup is turned up. These group stage games are getting really, really hyped up. Um, some other good ones coming up. Um, I was just watching a little bit of the France-Denmark game. I want to say this about France. Check out for this in the future. France, what are you going to do if Giroud gets hurt? Hmm? 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 If Olivier Giroud gets hurt, he's the only center forward they have. He's the only one. He's the only one that gets up there and push that line and bodies up uh, defenders. He's he's the only center forward they brought. Weirdo shit, if you ask me. They should have. When, when I was watching a little bit of the game, 
I was like, damn, like, Drew's still starting? <laughs> not not that he's bad. I love Olivia Drew, but I'm just like, damn, like, he's still the, the guy up there pu- pushing the line like Julius Peppers? Um, and I was like, he, remembering that they did not bring Lacazette. And, you know, Lacazette didn't have some amazing season, but he's still a center forward. He's still somebody that will push that line and play as a center forward. Antoine Griezmann, not a center forward. Kylian Mbappe, not a center forward. Olivia Drew is their only center forward. Um, and, he, and he has a past of, 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 of coming up missing in big games. Uh, I don't want to put that on him necessarily, but, but people say that about him. I don't necessarily believe that, but that's what people say about the dude. Um, so yeah, if, if, if Olivier Drew gets hurt, you watch out. You watch out for France. Um, but anyway, we made a podcast, episode 57. Uh, guess I should apologize again for us having the separate uh, clips. But to be honest with you, I liked it last time. Uh, I listened to the episode. I thought it was dope, even though I had to like clip it up a little bit more. This one, we won't have to do that necessarily. Um, but yeah, keep it locked. Uh, best. We are not a recap show, but we do the best, the best recaps out of anybody. Nobody's doing recaps like us. Um, so yeah, cause you know, we, we, we see the things nobody else sees. Go back and look to see if that Japan number nine was offside. Go back and look and, 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 and let them know where you heard it. And if uh, Drew gets hurt, France will be out of this World Cup. Um, Yeah, we made a podcast. Subscribe everywhere you get your um, uh, podcast. We're on Spotify now. If that's easier for you, subscribe on Spotify. Uh, Tell your friends about we made a podcast. If you want a sticker, hit us up. We'll we'll send a sticker anywhere in the world. Um, We'll we'll send two. How about that? And uh, yeah, keep it locked. We got a donate button on there. You know, don't be shy and uh, rock with us. We made a podcast.